Most people would rather stick their fingers in a wall socket than spend a minute with you. All right, now just, uh, just back off. And welcome to Condensed Truth, the Essential X-Files podcast. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm Laura. And we have returning guest, Kevin. Welcome back, Kevin. Welcome back. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we're having Christmas in March. Mm-hmm. And we are talking season six, episode six, How the Ghost Stole Christmas. I'm very essy right now, so apologies. To everybody. <laughs> anyway, you will notice, I hope, this could be something that only bothered me, but I have semi-fixed my old mic stand, so <laughs> hopefully there's less rattling. Um, but I think that's something maybe I only noticed when I was editing. I was like, girl, stop touching your desk. <laughs> yeah, I think that's something only you notice because I don't hear it, so you're really good at editing it out. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm not talking, then I cut it, but right. if I'm talking, you might hear the bumps and everything, but they're not too loud. <laughs> anyway, this this janky mic is sort of fixed. The arm is like, I guess it's too heavy, and it like, it, it, all the, the threading on the the joint, now, mm. now I'm touching my microphone, um, the threading <laughs> is all like stripped, so I like put some masking tape around it and just mm-hmm. threaded it. Anyway. <laughs> Did you get some, like, uh, what is it, like, plumber's tape or whatever that you wrap around the threads? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that, but then I was like, I just have masking tape. Let me just try that for now. Sure. But this episode aired December 13th, 1998. It was written and directed by Chris Carter, so another one of his um, episodes. And this is, like, the last good episode he's he ever wrote for the show. <laughs> so... End of an era. It's his swan song. <laughs> yeah. He didn't even know at the time that this was going to be like right. episode. <laughs> he gave it all to Lily Tomlin, and then he just never had anything left in him after uh, yeah, that. Yeah, it was nothing left in the tank. Yeah. Yeah, because his other ones, I'm trying to think of, I can't remember what else he wrote that isn't like like Monster of the Week episodes. The, mm-hmm. mythology, the mythology obviously sucks <laughs> by going forward. But even his um, Monster of the Weeks are, like, pretty bad. Like, he wrote Fight Club in season... It's in this season, season seven. It's one of my least favorite. It's, like, one of six episodes I, I skipped in my last rewatch. <laughs> so I really hate that episode. And uh, I don't remember if he wrote any mythology or non-mythology after that. Anyway, the plot of this episode is that Mulder... It's Christmas Eve, and Mulder drags Scully out to a haunted mansion, and they get psychoanalyzed by some ghosts, and then they manage to get out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow, yeah. Somehow. it's Yeah, it gets a little, the plot gets a little dicey at the end. I'm like, okay, I have several questions that I don't really care if they get answered or not. (laughs) (laughs) I, like, look down at my phone. Towards the end, and then, like, I just had no idea where I was for a second. <laughs> so we're it's Christmas Eve in Maryland, and Mulder is 
impatiently waiting in his car outside this mansion for Scully to show up. And she does. And she's like, sorry, it was like very hectic to buy presents last minute. The car is full of wrapped presents. And he's like, okay, well, I didn't know if you're going to come. Don't you want to know this fun story? And she gets all, you know, pissy with him. Which I love when, like, she's already mad at him and the episode is, like, barely started. Right. Like, that's always a good place to be in. Also, like, Scully buying all of these presents on, like, the evening of Christmas Eve, just like my dad. Like, no planning, just whatever you can find in the chaos of the store at 9 p.m. on Christmas Eve. I absolutely buy that for, like, workaholic Scully, that, like, she buys oh, yeah. presents last minute. Like, mm-hmm. perfect, perfect characterization there, Chris. I feel like she should have like a personal assistant to do these things for her. Like she would totally utilize. Yeah. The FBI needs to, if they're going to make her work with Mulder of all people, like she should have a personal assistant. Yeah, absolutely. His life is a mess. (laughs) Yeah. And the setup is great because Mulder lures her out and knows that she'll show up. And she knows that she's going to show up because he asked her to. But she's not happy about it, but at the same time, like, this is what she always does. They're <laughs> it's like, like a, a fun, like, it's it's pathological how much she they're <laughs> like so always rolls with pathetic <laughs> to eat. Like, in this episode, like, this episode really kind of highlights how they're both, like, very pathetic when it comes to each other. Like, girl, have some self-respect and tell him no on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And they they do some really great ribbing of each other, too, here, where she says, you know, is that a dog I hear baying out on the moor? Like, ta- talking about how, like, stereotypical this whole it thing is. And he's just like, no, that was a left cheek sneak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a very funny episode. I love that. Like, it's it's like the only thing we've been given in season six. Or, mm-hmm. But... <laughs> They, you know, they found a, a new mode for the X-Files and it was comedy and it's working. Oh, yeah. It was just so like this intro scene was just like such a caricaturization of their dynamic. Just like Mulder yeah. being the most annoying person on Earth and she's just like mm-hmm. fed up with it. But she's also along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. Even after... uh when she's just like, you know, voicing her objections and he's like, well, I thought you said you didn't want to be out here. And she's like, OK, no, hurry up. Tell me the whole speech. <laughs> <laughs> so we find out that there was a couple during it was like 1919 or whenever it was. It was during the First World War and the Spanish flu. So I guess 1918. And this couple, Maurice and Lida. Did a murder suicide slash lovers pact, <laughs> and now they haunt the house. And Scully is just so unimpressed. But I love how like her face here is like irritated and also like a little like flirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like smiling because she finds it like endearing in like a very weird annoying way, which like bitch same. <laughs> but also she's like okay like it's literally christmas eve <laughs> right <laughs> and this is like one thing that genuinely bothers me about this episode is like scully saying mulder don't you have somewhere to be like <laughs> what christmas with tina 
Like, <laughs> Ooh, sounds his, awful. his awful mother? No, I would, I would, I would go into a haunted mansion rather than spend any minute with Tina Mulder. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's like Scully doesn't seem too excited for her six a.m. present opening <laughs> wake up call either. Which, like, honestly, is way too early to open presents. Like, who is getting up at six a.m.? Her annoying ass na- Navy brother. <laughs> right, like. 6 a.m. Let's all open presents. Like, no. Like, Scully doesn't want to be with her family either. <laughs> no. No. She's like, no, thank you. When I was a kid, like, dragging my aunt out of bed. Like, <laughs> like making sure everyone was up at 6 a.m. to watch me open presents. <laughs> and my, my single aunt yeah. was like, all right. Fine. <laughs> so Mulder's like, oh, it's okay. I'll, I'll just go. And, and Scully's like, okay, I'm leaving. Um, it's my New Year's resolution. It's her New Year's resolution to not fall into this bullshit, which I just like find very endearing. <laughs> right? It's not the New Year yet, girl. You can make an exception if you want, like a last hurrah. <laughs> but it really doesn't matter because he did steal her keys. <laughs> that man is so annoying. <laughs> He's so lonely. <laughs> Maurice has him pegged. Let's be real. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till we get to that. One hundred percent. <laughs> so she runs in door slam shut roll credits so they're in the mansion and S- scully sees the vision of somebody and then just immediately pretends like she didn't she's like okay i didn't see that <laughs> based honestly <laughs> she she sees her and then she's just like molder the thing about ghost is <laughs> <laughs> and she has her whole rational explanation about ghosts about how it says more about the living than it does the dead, that we see them and they're like stuck in the last moments of their life, never aging, never changing. And so it makes it even funnier that the ghosts here have aged. <laughs> yeah, that that and also I like how it's also kind of about TV characters a little bit too. Like Mulder and Scully are kind of stuck in stasis. Like they age, but they don't really age, you know? Yeah, yeah, like... Even their outfits, like, change, but are pretty much the same. Right. Like, it's always, you know... Yeah. A suit for Mulder or a white t-shirt if he's off doing some reckless bullshit. (laughs) Like today. (laughs) Yeah, like, his leather jacket, which Mm -hmm. is very always radiates a very chaotic energy off Mulder. (laughs) (laughs) You never know what you're going to get with a leather jacket Mulder. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they hear all rattling. There's lights on upstairs. And, and <laughs> I love the one where Mulder's like, are, are you afraid now? She's like, yes, but it's an irrational fear. <laughs> <laughs> she is so fun. Do we already pass the part where she mentioned ghosts and Mulder was like, uh, technically they're called apparitions? <laughs> I think I forgot that part. <laughs> That's, they're so on point, this episode. And like, it's so fun because it, it 100% seems like Jillian and David are having a complete and utter blast. And that's always fun, too. <laughs> this, did, this did seem like a fun episode to make. Yeah. yeah. It came about because the network execs were getting very anxious because they moved to California and everything is just more expensive to make there. So Chris was promising them that he would make a very cheap episode. And right. so... <laughs> this is just shot in like one mansion, one room essentially. 
and it's it was like the cheapest season six episode. And he's like, okay, we got this. <laughs> like they probably just spent the most money on like the guest actors or something. Right. And apparently Lily Tomlin called him like a couple years before this saying that she loved the show and she really wanted to be on. And so it is really fun to have like, I like when celebs get to just like call their shot and like make a cameo. Right. Like, that's at least British people with Doctor Who as well. Right. It's like, how can you say no to Lily Tomlin? Like I couldn't. No, uh, I certainly you, you gotta make her something. I I guarantee Ed Asner was not the same. Like he did right. not call into the <laughs> yeah. show. Right. No, they originally they wanted Bob Newhart, but mm-hmm. he said he wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is just so funny to me. I don't I've never seen the Bob Newhart show, so I don't know his whole like I know people love him. I just have no opinion on him. But I am a pretty big Mary Tyler Moore show fan so i personally am very happy that ed asner Mm -hmm. got to be in this instead of bob newhart (laughs) so i like bob newhart i they have like similar cranky old guy energies um Mm -hmm. but i I like bob is like more neurotic right yes very much so but like i've so i've been watching mary tyler moore as well and uh Mm -hmm. i was extremely excited to revisit this episode for that reason yes He's so good on it. Like, he he has, like, the cranky, gruff, like, boss down to a T. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see a lot of, like, uh, Don and Peggy from Mad Men in, like, Lou and Mary, I feel like. Totally. Yes. That's a very good comparison. The, okay, not to get distracted, but in the pilot, when he's like, you got spunk. And he's like, I hate spunk. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that just feels a little like like if Don was supposed to be funny. I I could see him saying that. Well, is, right. is the pilot, uh, is that the episode where he shows up to her apartment to, like drunk to write a letter to mm-hmm. his wife? Because that's some shit Don yeah. would do. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like there's the bait and switch where he's like, oh, I was in the neighborhood. You have really, There's a really good bar here. And you're like, oh, this is kind of weird. And he's like, I love my wife. And she's gone. I'm like, can you help me write her a letter? <laughs> So cute. But like Scully is in full Scully mode. Mulder is being annoying. And this <laughs> this reminded me a lot of Luigi's Mansion, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it predates it. And there's like a fire. A fire just went out in the fireplace. So there's somebody here, but it's probably not ghosts since it's like co- co- things people are doing corporally, <laughs> like lighting a fire. But Scully's like, oh, Mulder, don't be sad. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like a squatter. (laughs) (laughs) And so at this point, after they've entered the mansion, Mulder then decides to bring up the fact that all the other couples that lived here committed murder-suicides, which... I personally would like to know that before I entered the spooky mansion, uh, but right. Scully doesn't really point at this out about like, you didn't bring this up earlier, dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> in the scene where like Scully goes to check something and when she turns back around, Mulder has like the flashlight under his chin. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he's he is so going fun. like I I'm I loved him this episode. He is like full on trying to annoy her so much at the beginning. <laughs> yes, he just like he loves to like pick at her sometimes. Yes. 
And then they find, like, there's a rattling, and they find the skeletons under the floorboards. <laughs> of course. Every house like of that course. has one. Yeah. Yes, of course. And the very classic when Scully points out, oh, she's wearing my outfit. <laughs> and Mulder's like, how embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but then the other skeleton's him, so, you know, he he doesn't get to be that smart for that while. And yeah. And like, okay. We really do have to get out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they try to leave, but there's like, they're still in the same room and like they go between the doors and get separated. And we get a very classic Scully yell, which I always love. And then we get to uh, uh, cut to commercial, which I feel like that was a really good cut to commercial. Yeah. Sometimes I get bummed. Like, I don't want to watch commercials, but I get kind of bummed that like there is that level of watching it that I don't get to experience, you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I wish we could find like uh, a version of the show to stream that like had the commercials from 1998 or whatever. <laughs> like that would be so good. And you know, like those X Files PH back in the day recorded them like on VHS. So like some of them absolutely had like the entire like commercials mm-hmm. and everything. What I wouldn't give, yeah. Yeah, because you jump from like this to like uh, some Macy's commercial or something. Like a Capri Sun ad. <laughs> There's a Twitch channel that just plays retro TV commercials. And like some of them go as far back as like the late 70s. And like, oh, wow. but there's a good chunk from the 90s, like commercials I remember watching as a kid. So you could always just like, like watch the episode and then flip on the retro TV commercial Twitch and then flip back. <laughs> I love that. Okay, I could, yeah. yeah. You're going to have to send me that link because I need to check yeah. that out. It's very good, like, falling asleep, you just need background noise TV of just, like, old commercials. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Mulder left to his own devices is kind of frightening because his idea is, like, shoot the lock off the door. <laughs> and then we meet Ed Asner as one of the ghosts. Mm-hmm. We don't know at this point he's a ghost, but this is Maurice. And he is... So good. And like, I feel like him and David like worked well together. Like they had a great vibe. And they're like, you know, when David Duchovny wants to be talented at acting, he will be. (laughs) And he was feeling it this week. So. (laughs) Right. Whenever he wants to be. (laughs) When Ed Asner realizes he's like a ghost hunter. Uh, I guess I'll just call him, I don't know, I'm torn. I, I, if I call him Maurice, it's, like, more accurate, but, like, he's Ed Asner to me. Like, right. He's just, yeah. like, he's barely playing a character in my mind. Right. <laughs> but this is really fun because Maurice is, like, uh, a psychiatrist specializing in the paranormal. And so it is very much, like, he's obviously doing this because it fits really well with like what Mulder's whole deal is. And they have like pegged them the second they walked into the room of their whole deal. <laughs> and so he is just absolutely dragging Mulder. And <laughs> it's so beautiful. It, there's so many good bits in here. Like I, I just kind of just like writing everything they said at this point. Cause it's just like, right. The whole speech is just Mulder. accurate. Like, Every single yes. word out of Ed Asner's mouth is just, like, lampooning Mulder. Yeah, like, he's a lonely man chasing paramasturbatory illusions, which is one of the funniest lines in the show to me. Oh, so good. <laughs> Are you Looking overcome for- by the impulse to make everyone believe you? 
<laughs> I bet you even thought think you've seen aliens. <laughs> but I think the best one, I mean the pa- paramasturbatory illusions is great, but the best one to me is the <laughs> he's saying all this and Mulder's like, "Okay, okay." And then he ends it with, uh, most people would rather stick their finger in a wall socket than spend a minute with you. <laughs> so good. So good. Get his ass. Mm-hmm. And Mother's just like, okay, hold on. <laughs> owned. Absolutely owned. Yep. Can we, can we point out just like, I feel like Ed Asner has been in a lot of Christmas media. Like he was an elf as well. <laughs> Right. Oh yeah. Like uh I'm looking at a list right now. He was in Christmas Vacation too. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's played Santa several times. <laughs> that makes a ton of sense. <laughs> totally. Several Hallmark movies. Yeah, That's I guess exciting. so. Oh, I can see like was it like in his older age he kind of pivoted to Hallmark movies? I mean yeah, it's easy yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's free it's but free money at that point. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Low effort, <laughs> That's like, money, great. Good for That's him. like literally an, like a, a, yeah. an actor retirement plan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, you know, when people retire and they like volunteer all the time. It's just like Hallmark movies for actors. Mm-hmm. It's fun that Chris finally decided to join in on the MSR fun a little bit. Because like this is like, I mean, he would probably argue to the high heavens that this is like analyzing them platonically. <laughs> But, like, they are so co-dependent and, like, just lampooning, like, this couple that he created that are, like, because, I mean, the codependency is largely on him because I feel right. like it shines through the most in the mythology. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> so kind of, like, drawing attention to, like, how incredibly codependent he made this couple, like, <laughs> just having, like, these two, like, uh, what's what's it called in the business? Stunt casting, right? Like, I guess it's kind of against type, but I think like they they're like I said earlier, they're playing roles, but like they are kind of themselves. Like yeah. both uh, Lily Tomlin and Ed Asner are like very very recognizable, mm-hmm. and so it, it's, it's certainly kind of felt, fun to like. It certainly felt like these roles were like written for them specifically. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, like this. Yeah, like cashing in on their kind of the typical role they kind of do. And just like their their vibe, it's it's great. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would love for Lily Tomlin to be like a sassy Edwardian ghost around me. Like that sounds like fun. Yeah. Yes. She can help yes. me. <laughs> yes. And I do love that Ed Asner tricks Mulder into walking into the brick wall. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's so good. He's just like brick wall or brick wall. <laughs> And then we get Scully with Lily Tomlin's Lida. Mm-hmm. And Scully, her like little freak out is so funny. It's so it's good. So She's cute. like queen of comedy. <laughs> She's like shaking like a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> They're like trigger happy this episode. Yeah, They're like yeah. willing to They're pull like- their guns so easily. <laughs> I like, I also just like the idea of like trying to shoot a ghost. Like, what is that going to do? <laughs> Like, their guns are pretty useless here. Yeah. Yeah, their adrenaline is pumping, and they're just, like, scared by every little noise. (laughs) Scully Scully voice, is it a rational fear? (laughs) (laughs) But, like, Lily Tomlin is such a serve in this episode, and, like, 
she believes in ghosts and like Scully's like ghosts aren't real. And she's like, why are you chasing something you don't even believe in? Like, don't you think that's a little weird? <laughs> she's so good. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's so good. Mm-hmm. And she so she gets to psychoanalyze Scully. And I just, you know, chasing things you don't even believe in. <laughs> Intimacy through codependency. She has some really great lines, too. Yeah. I can't it's believe like, Chris Carter wrote this. It's like <laughs> a little sadder, though, than like Ed Asner, like grilling yeah. like Mulder. Because like that's just like funny. But with Scully, it's like, oh, <laughs> I feel bad for her now. <laughs> <laughs> well, hers is fascinating because it's like. It's all through the lens of Mulder. Like, mm-hmm. Mulder's is about Mulder. Right. And Scully's is about her relationship with Mulder. Right. But, but so it's sort of about her in the sense that, like, this is, like, it's her personality yeah. that just meshes so well with Mulder, but, like, kind of in a bad way, in, like, yeah. a very codependent way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then Maurice comes in. Scully is pointing her gun at both of them and has them, makes them stand, you know, on the other side of the room. <laughs> and And she's... Oh, oh, real quick, I almost forgot. When Scully is grilling Lily Tomlin earlier, why is all the furniture covered? She's like, we're having, we're having the house painted. Why did you have your Christmas tree? We're Jewish. <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> so then when Maurice comes, he's like, this is a violation of our civil liberties. <laughs> I know someone at the ACLU. I love these like Jewish pro civil liberties ghosts. They're yeah, so fun. <laughs> they're so great. I'd watch a series of just them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just them like torturing people who wander into their house. So much fun. <laughs> yes, they're they're like so good together too. Like they have such a, like a, a bubbly energy that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Very good chemistry. <laughs> this is like. A really memorable, I feel like the most memorable scene of the episode and like the directing where like they both just put their arms up and <laughs> we finally see like her uh, night, uh, lightest nightgown coming apart, giant shot, like shotgun hole in her chest. <laughs> we can see right through her and then Maurice's bucket hat was hold- covering up his shotgun blast to the head. When they, when they, yeah, they show the camera like through the hole. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so we can like see Scully through Ed Asner's yeah. head. <laughs> Pristine special effects. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I know Chris was proud of that shot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then she passes out. <laughs> then we get like a little bit more of the ghosts interacting with each other, and it's like really fun that they're like complaining about their jobs. They're like, we're resorting to cheap tricks and like we used to have more time to drive them insane (laughs) i know i love the idea that they used to drive people insane over years like that would be kind of more fun in a really sadistic way (laughs) yeah because like i feel like you can't you gotta do it subtler than just showing up you know right you just start by like (laughs) slightly moving things around like you know a bit of Mm -hmm. gaslighting but like from you know like the og movie gaslight like you're actually like messing with the lights (laughs) <laughs> but then they're not messing with the lights, so then they're going crazy, you know? I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then we get them switched, so now it's Lyda's turn to harass Mulder. <laughs> but mostly, like, using this moment to try to set seeds of doubt about each, like, Mulder and Scully to each other. And so Lyda's like, um, 
I'm a little worried. Like, she might try to shoot you. I think the best course of action is if you shoot her first. It's <laughs> like, I'm not sure you, Scully. He's like, maybe she tries to shoot herself. And he's like, I'm not letting her shoot herself. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the line of a murder suicide is all about trust. <laughs> oh, such a good line. <laughs> when Lida's like talking to them and he's like, oh, we're just partners or whatever they he says. And he's like, but you're both just so attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I like to just think that was like ad lib by Lily or something. Mm-hmm. But like, that was me. That's me. That's me in the moment. <laughs> yeah, she, she's speaking for the audience. Exactly. <laughs> was this was this the scene where she was like, I don't show my hole to just anyone? Yes. <laughs> why, why are you showing it to me? <laughs> <laughs> They were fun together, too. They just didn't have as much scenes. So then Scully is, like, trying to get out, but all the doors are locked. And then Maurice is like, I locked those for your safety. Like, do you know how deeply disturbed that man you came with is? (laughs) It's like, oh, she is well aware. She is just (laughs) ignoring it. I'm very fascinated how Maurice got the car keys from Mulder to give to Scully, but... I'm not going to question it. (laughs) I just think that's just some classic ghost pickpocketing, you know? I guess. No, you're right. They are ghosts. You could have just taken them from him at any point. I feel like ghosts make the best pickpockets. Yeah. Yeah. They stole stole a lot of things this episode. They stole a gun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then Mulder's pounding on the door, and Scully being Scully, she obviously trusts him and lets him in. And... (laughs) I know David and company was having a blast with this, like, very unhinged, like, say 365 more choppy days of more loneliness. (laughs) 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 And just, like, ranting and raving about how, like, miserable and awful life is. And Mm -hmm. and Scully's just like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Her life isn't that bad. And then he he's like shooting at her and she's just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then he finally shoots her in the stomach. And it's like, oh, I didn't know it was that kind of episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really escalated. <laughs> that really caught me off. The first time I saw this episode, which was the first time I saw this was that time we uh, decorated cookies together. Mm-hmm. Oh, did I make y'all watch yeah, it? Yeah, you did. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was so much fun. And that I remember like seeing this scene and I was like, whoa, you can do that? <laughs> it's also like <laughs> surprising because we had we had a more because since we were decorating cookies, we had a more soft focus on the episode. And so the episode is like kind of fun and ridiculous. And then it's like, whoa, oh no. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so just got shot. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. It really does come out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> And then this is the part where I get like mildly confused because then like Mulder holds the gun up to his head, but like it's actually Lida. And so like I guess she's just projecting a hallucination or some sort of illusion onto Scully. Yeah, just a classic ghost trick. But then like Marie stops her, which that's a part I'm like, why did he stop her there? Like I don't I don't understand was she not supposed to do that or something? Anyway, it's never really clarified. No. Because I don't think it was like he had a change of heart or anything. No. I don't know. Maybe she was just not supposed to shoot herself or something. Well, I think in their previous conversation 
she seems, I think, a bit more depressed by not getting to, like, kind of, like, harass these people. Uh And, like, I don't know if that's, like, her acting out, like, through her, like, ghost depression, but it is still kind of weird. Like, it still doesn't, like, super fit. Because, like, she's already dead, so what does it matter if she, like, shoots herself in the head? (laughs) Yeah. Deeply confusing. Yeah. (laughs) It's the it's the symbolism of it. I guess, yeah. You just couldn't take it. <laughs> he loves his ghost wife. <laughs> so Mulder walks in and he sees Scully bleeding on the floor, and he's like, "What happened?" And he's like, "You you shot me." And he's like, "I didn't do anything like that." <laughs> I would remember if I had shot you, Scully. <laughs> And then she shoots him. She's like, I can't believe you did it. I can't believe I'm doing this. And she shoots him. And David and company was having a blast with that squib. He oh, really yeah. milked his death scene. And oh, like yeah. Jillian did a little too, but like they were just like very much like dramatically like, oh, oh, ow, shot. <laughs> <laughs> it was very much like an OC, like, ooh, what you say? <laughs> exactly. I'd love to see the um, what you say edit of this scene. Oh, we could probably whip that up real easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. We could, but then, like, there's only two. Like, I feel like you need multiple ones to really, like, escalate it. I guess you could just do both of them. Yeah. I can do that pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I do it. <laughs> but then that Scully was light as well, and I love... Lily Tomlin's like a little excited little kick and, like, squirmy. So <laughs> cute. shoots Mulder. <laughs> Oh, man, Lily was having a blast, too. Everybody was having so much fun. It's, like, great when you have an episode and it's just, like, everybody's having a fun, the episode is fun, and it just really carries that energy. Coming full circle, because at the beginning of the episode Mulder's listening to on the radio station, of course, 101.3, so 1013, uh, Chris cannot help himself, and... (laughs) He was listening to Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, and now on the record player, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas starts mm-hmm. playing, which I think is like a really, one of my favorite Christmas songs. I like I really it a like lot. It, so it's fun. It's very sad, but it's like, it's like that perfect melancholy that like Christmas can bring. Mm-hmm. Like no other holiday carries it like that. Like you can't get melancholy about like the 4th of July or something. <laughs> right. Like that's just about eating food. Yeah. But there's something very, like, macabre about Christmas. It's like a cozy anthem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, yeah, if you don't pay too close attention, it's just like, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Right. It's more like a I miss my friends kind of song than it is like a Christmas, like, Jesus kind of song. And so I think that's why it kind of has a different vibe to it. It's like, yeah, like, have yourself a merry little Christmas, even though we may be far away and... That's a good way to put like it. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're crawling on the floor and they're like kind of like they're very injured. So they're just slightly squabbling with each other about like, you shot me. No, you shot me. <laughs> There's blood all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, just floor is coated with blood. It's kind of impressive. <laughs> and then for some reason, Mulder and very like. Mulder fashion just pulls this out of his ass of like, wait, we actually didn't get shot. This is a hallucination. Like, Scully, get up. It's fine. 
I like how he just like gets up and he's like, it's fine. And he's like, get up, Scully. And she's like, I can't get up. And he's like, no, you can't get up. <laughs> like, where's this coming from? But okay. <laughs> and then as soon as they press the threshold, perfectly fine. Zoom off. And we have a very sad Mulder. Maurice is right. He is very sad and lonely. And he wanted someone to spend Christmas Eve with him. And he harassed Scully instead of the lone gunman, I guess. They could have went over to the lone gunman's, you know? That would have been fun. Maybe even the lone gunman had their own plans, you know? Yeah, what are they yeah, doing for Christmas? Like, yeah. Being the like, black sheep of all of their families. Yeah, they're just like, I don't even think they talk to their family. I think they're just hotboxing their, their place yeah. and <laughs> watching some stupid movie, watching the Superhooter film or something. <laughs> Cute. Have, having a land party. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Scully comes over to Mulder's place. She knocks, and I was like, what, "Girl, you have a key. Like, just let yourself in." <laughs> <laughs> just feeling like, Mulder. I'm coming in. By the way, she says something to him, and then she, she thinking about what Lida said to her. She's like, "Not that my only joy in life is proving you wrong." And his, uh, when have you ever proved me wrong? When I say that I am fearing for the Mulder rating, I am fearing for the Mulder rating because he is he's really laying it on thick this episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't talk myself out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> he says, like, oh, you didn't want to be out there? And he's like, wait, sorry, that's that's a bit narcissistic of me. <laughs> and her, well, maybe I did want to be out there. And like they're they're really cute, like little looks at each other. I really mm -hmm. loved it. it was they're very they're sweet. fighting Chris Carter to like give me a little MSR. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a Christmas present to you specifically. Yes, it was. It was. This is the little treat he gave me. He's like, if this is going to be my last good episode, I'm going to leave a little sprinkle of some fun on it. Yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then Mulder and Scully exchange gifts. And I also love the idea of them saying, like, we're not going to give each other gifts. And then they do give each other gifts. That's very cute to me. I love that. I don't really give Christmas gifts because I'm bad at it. Like, unless I see something that really screams, like, whoever I'm getting a gift for, I'll get it. But, like, for the most part, I feel like I don't, like, I'm too nervous that someone would hate it. You know? Yeah. I also feel like since you have a late December birthday, like it's fine that you don't give Christmas presents. <laughs> I always, it's so funny because Kevin will always get me a birthday present around Christmas and then I'll remember to get him a birthday present, even though his birthday is like two months later. So right. I always give him his birthday <laughs> present like at Christmas. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> it's a birthday present exchange. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You gave me tea this year and I, I had a cup of that before hopping on this call. So, oh, perfect. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday to both of us. <laughs> the tea is fantastic. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. So in 2015, the the year that David and Jillian were kind of going a little crazy on, on Twitter, it was peak Golovny. Just to set the scene. This is peak Golovny era. <laughs> Someone asked Jillian, said, uh, I guess they're having like a Q&A or something. And um, what did Mulder and Scully give each other for Christmas in the Ghost of Still Xmas episode? And Jillian's response in very Jillian fashion was, Scully got a dildo and Mulder got octopus porn. 
I mean, which for- okay, hers is kind of dildo shaped. So I was about to say she for does the have shape of there. the presence it fits. <laughs> like, what was he giving her in like a cylindrical tube? Right. Like, what goes in that box? I mean, right. And she definitely gave him something that is like rectangle shaped. This was a VHS, right? Yeah, Absolutely was, VHS. Seemed, yeah. It seemed extremely VHS shaped. To right. Me. Yeah. So, what was in that tube, Mulder? <laughs> what? Also, what it's just t- like the most classic Jillian answer to say a dildo. Like, that's just very yes. Jillian Anderson. <laughs> very her. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we end with them opening their presents together, and it's very sweet. It's a nice ending. And we even get um, Maurice and Lida kind of reminiscing by the fire. And they talk about like we didn't get them this year, but we'll get we'll get them again eventually. And I, I love their little bickering about like why did you have to pick Christmas Eve? <clears throat> like it's there's no other day like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They had that argument about why why Christmas over like Halloween. And why, yeah, what did they say? Like no, it like just because Christmas is so melancholy that it works better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think she even says like Christmas only comes once a year, which mm-hmm. so does Halloween, but <laughs> right. <laughs> I get what she means though. I feel like you can be spooky all October, but like Christmas is Christmas. Right. Right. That was that's the end of our episode. And so we start with our segments. And as always, we start with Agent Mulder. Shut up, Mulder. Damn it, Mulder, Mulder! The Mulder rating, which I am terrified, mm-hmm. but let's go for it. <laughs> Laura, are you are you going? You usually do the Mulder rating first. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I no, you're good. Completely forgot. <laughs> I can't go first, but you usually go first for the Mulder rating. No, you're right. I always say, and as always, I go first, and then I forgot. Okay, and as always, I do go first. And I'm torn because he is genuinely annoying, but I absolutely ate it up. So I think I'll have to honor how annoying he is. And I'm going to give him a six and a half because he is pretty annoying. Okay, that's higher than I thought you were going to go. Like... Six and a half parentheses affectionate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm giving him a nine because he is yeah. very annoying in this episode. But I am going to say it's not a nine and it's definitely not a 10 because it's not as annoying. He's not just like outright being dismissive of Scully, right? That's like 10 level for me. And it's not a nine and a half because I think his annoyingness serves the episode in a really fun kind of way. He's being annoying, but then we get to, like, really lampoon him for how annoying he's being. So, yeah, it's like an, a nine affectionate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, if he was not annoying and, like, he's getting read for filth by right. Ed Asner, it doesn't work. Like, right. he has to be annoying and yeah. then be read by Ed Asner. Right, exactly. Just the, the order of operations. Yeah, <laughs> so it's high, but it's, like, high for a good reason. Uh-huh. Kevin. I'm going to give him an 8.5. He's very annoying, affectionate. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's, he's like more rascally than annoying this episode. Yeah. Like he's not like running off on his own. He, well, I mean, he is, but not 
in the usual way. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he is just like he's he's doing it on purpose. He he's just trying to prickle her because he, he he gets he gets a kick out of it. And next we have So uh this must be the enigmatic agent Scully. Our sassiest Scully moment. Laura. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. She's super sassy, like from the get go. Like it's this is a hard episode for that. You really can't go wrong with any moment, but I'm actually mm-hmm. gonna give it to Lida. Okay. Because I think Lily Tomlin is just like so great as Lida. She really steals the show for me. I'm giving it to her. A murder suicide is all about trust line. Because I just really <laughs> love that line. I just think it's hilarious. It's so I think good. it's great. Like Lily Tomlin's delivery is perfect on it. It's like it really fits like like her and Maurice being like a married couple, but it also like really fits Mulder and Scully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that that is that's that gets a little special shout out from me. Mm. Kevin. I'm going to give it to the entire opening scene. <laughs> Just like the first five minutes. That is great. the sassiest moment. But I do agree with you, Laura. I think she was out, out sass this episode. Yeah. She kind of was. Yeah, mine was like, it was really hard to not give it to like Lida or Maurice. Right. I think they deserve a, a little shout out. But I do love when they're first entering the mansion and they go upstairs. And there's like a door that kind of opens and Scully goes in, she goes towards the door and <laughs> when Mulder like clears the throat, he's like, I, I got your back. Mm-hmm. And she, she turns around and kind of gives him a glare. Yes. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I, I got to tweet about this. And I didn't realize this until I like put subtitles on to like do the captions, but she whispers thanks while she's like giving him side eye. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I during that scene I wrote down the notes like he did not make this whole stink about going in this house and now he's scared. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember oh, that exact so part. Good. Like I I can visualize it so clearly. It's so good. Yeah, like just the complete stink face. <laughs> 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 and then like a, yeah, just apparently whispering thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And lastly, welcome. You've got mail. Our 90th moment. Uh, Kevin, you want to go first? This one was tough. I'm doing a little spin on this one. I'm going to I'm going to call it my 1890s moment. And it's the it's the <laughs> perfect. It's the freaking crown molding on this house, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's impeccable. <laughs> So do we know if this was like a set or if this was like an actual house? I think it was a set. Okay. Um, I didn't finish reading my little blurbs, but from what I read, I think they built the set. The exterior was probably an actual house, but yeah. It definitely has like actual- haunted mansion right at Disney vibes, you know? Very much so. <laughs> like it, I would love to yeah. visit. Positive. Place. Yeah. <laughs> It's fun how like just stereotypical it kind of gets, like the like spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it, it kind of leans into like the what you expect it to do as like a haunted episode. Like, and I loved it. I thought it was a perfect set the scene and then kind of like subvert it by having it be this like psychological uh, ex- exploration of Baldur and Scully as like a couple and like their toxic codependency. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Laura. 
Yeah, I think the 90s moment for this episode was kind of hard, but I'm going to give it to the casting of Ed Asner and Lily Tomlin. Not that that's like a classic 90s combo, but it's a very classic 70s combo. And like things tend to have like 20 year cycles. And so I feel like Mm -hmm. 70s was really coming back in the 90s. And so like this combo of them together is just like so good of these like classic like 70s TV sort of like comedians like coming together in the 90s. Like that just felt very like, you know, obviously not for me because I was a child, but like if my parents were watching this, they would be like, oh my gosh, classic combo from my (laughs) childhood, you know? So yeah, like I I think it's interesting because when you have people who are like kind of younger, but Mm -hmm. have probably seen stuff that like Lily and Ed have been in. Right. So you kind of have that like, kind of lag i think about like about how like carol burnett was in the final season of better call saul where it was like (laughs) i know who she is but like i didn't really i haven't really seen much of what she's been in right right so like this was like this wasn't ankled at me yeah (laughs) and i feel like her heyday was like the 70s and 80s so it was like okay like i respect her as you know like i know who she is and i respect her whole career i just Really didn't do anything for me. She was great in it, though. Like, it's, yeah. No, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Ed Asner and Lily Tomlin, I have seen in things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't pick a 90s moment. I really could <laughs> not, like, grab anything from this episode. It was hard. So, I, like... I'm going to do one of those that I always feel like every time I pick it, it feels like a weird cop-out to me. Like... Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I'll just I'll just say it. So it's all of her presents like being wrapped after she bought them, <laughs> like using like the like a department store wrapping service. Yeah, getting it wrapped at the department store right when you buy yeah. it. Like, does that is that still a thing? I don't, I don't feel like that's that's not a thing. I don't know. I just online shopping is so prevalent. I, I feel just like Amazon. Know. I wouldn't be so. I don't know. None but of Amazon, Amazon wrapping is so anything. bad though. It's yeah. It's oh, do they actually weird. wrap stuff? Yeah, they'll, like, gift wrap it for you if you want, especially if it's, like, Christmas presents, because then someone will, like, open the Amazon, ba- like, box and, yeah. like, not give away what everything is, but, like, it's, like, real ugly. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. It's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, putting something <laughs> so- in a bag. Right. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, so I always just, like, it's, this is one of those things where I feel like I'm doing an observation of, like, back in my day, but, like, <laughs> it just feels kind of silly. But, like, I mean, it is fundamentally true that, like, Christmas shopping is totally different. Like, you just buy stuff on Amazon. You just buy stuff online. And it just gets shipped to you. And it's like, like, malls still exist. People almost certainly go to malls to Christmas shop. But it isn't like it was back then. (laughs) Definitely not, like, in 98. Because, like, online shopping's not really a thing yet. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, you could get things wrapped up. Yeah, they like barely just got Google. Yeah. (laughs) They're not doing anything online. (laughs) Yeah. Was funny to me. I also think when she's like, I have to wrap stuff. And And everything's already wrapped. Clear. (laughs) Clearly see all of her presents around. (laughs) Uh, My backup 90s moment, if someone else had gone for the same joke I did, was uh, that this house hadn't been turned into an Airbnb yet. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, kevin too real haunted airbnb yes or even demolished right yeah (laughs) demolished for the land and then a condo duplex yeah like one of those one of those ugly 
the shitty box houses. Yep. yep say goodbye to that big backyard. <laughs> it's got a B unit on it now. <laughs> so that was the episode. It's great. I had a blast. It's. I feel like this episode is like very emblematic of where say season six goes in general because like I was kind of thinking about this when I watched it of like this feels like it's like a dying breath but you don't realize it at the moment where it's like it's so fun like this is we're trying to kind of reinvent the show a little bit they're not on the x-files they have to come up with reasons for them to be in supernatural situations but just like having big name guest stars like you know mm-hmm. a really funny episode analyzing their whole dynamic and there's there's a certain um, I would say like fanfic esque quality to a lot of season <laughs> six that that's not really a negative, but it's like one of those things where it's like they kind of running out of ideas. They're kind of yeah. doing stuff where the big thing is the format shift rather than the actual plot. And so to me, like a lot of that stuff that you, the markers of what you get from like a show, a network show in like season six when they've really put out a lot of episodes by this point. It's a lot of those markers are here to me, like big name guest stars, you know, like a kind of meta reflection of the show and the characters in general. And yeah, <laughs> that's what this episode reminds me of. I love it. It's it's really fun. It's so much fun. I like this. This is going to become like a, a Christmas tradition for me. Like, yes, one of those Christmas specials that you watch every year, you know? Yeah, I love this episode. It's a blast. It's so much fun. Yes, yes. Uh, I think that's about it that I have for the episode. I feel like uh, we covered everything and the episode kind of speaks for itself. (laughs) Yeah. So that was the episode. And if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, we are Condensed Truth at Twitter. If you'd like to email us any questions, we are CondensedTruthPod at gmail.com. So next time, we'll be talking Season 6, Episode 8, The Rain King. Another funny episode of The X-Files, because if I'm going to be honest, it's mostly what Season 6 is. It's the funny episode. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, thank you to Kevin for coming on. I had a lot of fun. I was yeah. like, I was asking you which episode you want to come on for. And I was like, either this one or like maybe The Unnatural and you were like, I gotta come on for this episode. <laughs> just, it's so important to me. <laughs> yeah, you're like my Christmas friend. You're my friend that loves Christmas, right? Yeah. That's that's me. I'm the Christmas guy. I'm yeah, the Christmas you're the Christmas guy. boy. <laughs> I'm the Grinch. I'm the one that doesn't like Christmas. <laughs> it's a cute combo. <laughs> well, we hope y'all liked it. I, I was kind of hoping that like the cards would fall as they would and this would air around Christmas, but I, I did consider us jumping ahead to cover it, like, last mm-hmm. last year. But I just thought, we'll just watch it when it aired. It'll be fine. <laughs> we'll get a little Christmas in March. <laughs> I love Christmas in March. <laughs> anyway, uh, everyone have a nice weekend. Bye! Bye! Bye.